guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Before we dive into today's episode, I first want to thank our sponsor, Therisage. Their Tri-Light panel has become my favorite biohacking thing for healing my body. It's a portable red light panel that I simply cannot live without. I literally bring it with me everywhere I go. And I personally use their red light therapy to help reduce inflammations in places in my body where honestly, I have pain. You can use it on a sore back, stomach cramps, shoulder, ankle. Red light therapy is my go-to. Plus, it also has amazing anti-aging benefits, including reducing signs of fine lines and wrinkles on your face, which I also use it for. I personally use Therisage Trilight everywhere and all the time. It's small, it's affordable, it's portable, and it's really effective. Head over to therisage.com right now and use code BEBOLD for 15% off. This code will work site-wide. Again, head over to Therisage, T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com and use code BEBOLD for 15% off any of their products. I'm really happy to have you because uh, we have met very briefly through at Lisa's house you didn't even pop, like I said, you probably didn't remember because you were sitting at the in the movie theater or whatever it was. And I ran in, ran out. And uh, I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, but this is like you you already in the 10 minutes I've been speaking to you live up to your reputation. You're so lovely. You. So are you. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, I'm grateful for having you, really. <laughs> and you, I can't believe how much you and your husband look alike. <laughs> it is so crazy to me. Uh, you know, you, the first, I feel like I walked in and three minutes and you're like, I just need to tell you. Uh, you you look, you and your husband look identical. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Like I've never seen two people look that similar. It's so funny. We get that so much. I always wonder, I'm like, one day I should just shave my head off, hair off and yeah. see um, the resemblance. I actually, I was saying to you, I don't really see it. I think it's because I see our features so much and I see the differences in them. So I, I recognize the eyes part of it yeah well that's very by the way not everybody it's, it's very iron skin color as well it's, yeah it's a it's a rare combination so it, i think people end up a really rare yeah combination. it's a beautiful combination and like i t- did you guys look at i have a question i want to go back from an origin story point point yeah. of view for one second we're not even i wasn't even going to ask you about this but Please. we might as well like a how long did you guys even know each other when you guys met because like, did you guys automatically gravitate to each other because of the way you guys look? Because they say, like, there's all this research that says couples yeah. you end up, like, resembling each other. Yeah, they do. Honestly, I met him, actually, the first time I ever interacted with him or even saw him was when he was training to be a monk. And so he oh, was really? all in robes. He had his head shaved. He looked really different. Not really different, but quite different to how he looks now. Okay. I thought he was cool, but I really wasn't looking at him in that way because he was robed up and it wasn't... It was like a monk. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that kind <laughs> yeah. of environment. And so, yes, I... I what year was that though? That must have God, been... that was before... That was like 2009, I'm going to say, 2009, 2008, maybe. Oh, wow. Such a long time. Yeah, it was a while ago. And so it was very brief. It was almost just like, this is this person, this is person, hello. And that was basically it. Who introduced you? My mom. My mom, okay. Yeah, my mom had actually met him at the temple that he was part of when he was doing his training. And then... I happened to be at the temple. My mom was like, this is the person that showed me around the first time I met. I was like, hi, how are you? 
hi, how are you? That was literally the interaction that we had. Wow. And so when I first met him, I thought he was very cool. I'd had him speak. I thought he was an incredible speaker. And he really helped me through the classes I went to that he was teaching understand my own spiritual path better so I really admired him for that he was doing that back then yeah he's been doing it for years just in different settings he had like three people in the class when I was going to his stuff get out yeah so you met him as kind of like a student yes oh wow I didn't know that yeah I did and so met him then very different situation and yeah, I wouldn't say I was like, oh my gosh, I'm attracted to him in that way. Yeah. It was more, wow, this is really cool that this guy has left uni, left college and chosen to take this path. I was intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? How did you go on a first date then? So fast forward a good few years, he was training to be a monk when I met him. He became a monk. He was a monk for a few years. And then I knew when I started interacting with the temple that he was yeah. training at, um, he was between India and this temple, so he would go away for ages. But I was part of his classes when he came back to London. So when he would teach, I would be part of the students that were in his class. And I was also really good friends with his sister. So then when he oh. left being a monk, which I think was around 2013 or was it 14? I'm really bad with numbers. I could check the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember um, either. When he left, I, me and him, I was already really good friends with his sister. Me and him started speaking. And it was a really easy connection because we both had the same foundations that we wanted. I yeah. know I wanted someone who was deeply spiritual or at least wanting that path. And at that time, that was the only thing that was really important to me because I was really trying to invest into it. And luckily, neither of us were psycho. So we all both ended up getting, getting on. <laughs> and, and you look exactly the same. And apparently you look exactly the same. You didn't notice back then that you got, no one told you even back then you guys are the identical twins. the thing that really stood out was obviously our eyes. But at the time, he also was like shaved, fully shaved Yes, head. I know. I and just, so the whole thing didn't even yeah. like, wow. So you guys have been together because you guys are both, you're young. You're not an old person. So you've been, <laughs> no, no. So you've been with them for almost like half of your life, yeah, basically. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's like nearly 10 years. You've been married for 10 years? No, together. Like together they, we were started dating around that time. So we've been together. We've been married for five years. No, we've been married for five, 2016. That's we married for seven years. Seven years, yeah. but together for 10 years. Yes. Wow. So you guys, you have been with each other like, through the whole evolution, yeah. even of his path, Yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, I met him way before and before he started any of this. And then, yeah, we started dating when he just, you know, he'd finished being at the temple and he he wasn't a monk anymore and so he was starting from scratch basically yeah this is amazing what i love about like i mean i know nothing about you as a couple of course but like <laughs> from what you see it seems that you guys are perfectly matched i mean everyone always i mean not because you guys just look alike but your energy <laughs> but what i love is that whenever i hear about people who were together before they had great success and they still are together it's like such a nice thing yeah because i never you don't in la especially you don't see that right yeah like people don't have loyalty they kind of get ahead of like they get a big head they think that they, they go on to bigger better both on both sides right yeah it's been easy for me honestly because jay has has been had the same intention the same intent like he's been the same person even though externally probably looks like it's changed a lot in terms of the person he is behind closed doors he has literally been the same person with the same intention since i met him and so there hasn't really been this I've had to adapt externally to our living environment yeah. and and maybe 
you know, the time that we potentially spend together because of timings and the way he has to travel. But in terms of quality and the type of person that he is, it's really stayed the same. And he's had the same desires from the moment I met him. And so it hasn't been difficult in that sense because I haven't had to see a shift in character. That's, and I think yeah. that makes a huge difference. It's like, even if your externals change, to have someone who's the same character with you throughout the time, of course we change in terms of, what we like, what we don't like, the things we want to do. I've changed so much as a person since he's met me. So I feel bad for him well, because the, I've changed so much. Well, I want to ask you about yeah. that because like, if that was always his path and goal, like, because you were a dietitian in a hospital, I right? I was, yeah. And, and so that's a very different life than you, are, right? than you are now. So like you have, you're into all this wellness and you're obviously mm. a chef. Oh, by the way, you're a vegan chef. So I'm a vegan chef, yeah. That means you yeah. eat no meat ever, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I thought I saw something. I could have misunderstood it. But so you're a vegan chef. You're into wellness. You meditate all the time, all these things. And now you have this like huge platform. What? And this was never really your plan. So was no. it like, was it because like you were saying you were on the path with Jay and so it kind of like naturally became yours or how did you um, kind of start? I would say I definitely struggled at the beginning in terms of, yeah, so... I never ever in my life, even when I used to see people on TV or used to see things like that, it was never a desire that I had of, oh, I want to be that. I would appreciate it. Yeah. And I'd see it as an art form or I'd see it as, it would never was never something in my mind that was like, oh, I want to do this or was attainable. Yeah. And so I was really happy. I always wanted to work with children. And so I was training to be a pediatric dietitian. That was my goal and my dream. Oh, yeah. I actually just started working when we then ended up having to move to New York for Jay's work. And so... It was a big adjustment for me because I'd been studying for six years and then I worked for about a couple of months and then to do the work, job that yeah. I always wanted to do. And then I'm like, oh, I have to start all over because I can't, I couldn't work when I was in New York. And I- Oh, the visa? Yeah, uh, yeah, the visa. Yeah. And um, even the dietetic degree I had, I would have had to do a whole other studying process to actually do something in the US. Was it a different- yeah, there's like different qualifications, qualifications you have to do in the US compared to the UK. What, I wonder what they are. Because I'm I Canadian. Know. I know it may have been... I think in Canada and the UK very are... Very similar. Yeah, yeah. But the US is a bit different. Oh. And so I kind of got to New York and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I went through a whole process there of figuring out what I wanted to do. But I will say that when it came to the online platform and, and growing that... It was honestly, and I always say this openly, it was definitely people just wanted to know who Jay was married to. And right. so what oh, would yeah. happen is I, I actually had a private account to start off with and it was called Veggie Vegan Veda. I was just sharing recipes yeah. that I was making because I had a lot of time and I loved cooking anyway. And so my friends would be like, how did you make this? Or how did you make that? And so I decided to make it a platform where I was just sharing recipes and knowledge. It was really very rarely me. It was a lot to do with just food. Yeah. And then when I started getting all these requests and I guess I went through a, a phase where I was like either, well, I went through the thought process of either I can figure out what I want to share with people and make it something that hopefully will benefit them, open up my page because it's obviously coming to me. And so if yeah. people are coming to me, I need to decide what I'm giving them versus them coming to me and just it being a platform where I'm just sharing me and Jay, which I try not to do because that's something that I feel is very personal to us. Yeah. And so I didn't want it to become like a me and Jay fan page. I don't, I didn't want to do that in any way. Yeah, yeah. So 
I just started sharing everything I was learning. And at that point of time, I was going through my own growth phase of figuring out what the hell am I going to do? So I was studying, I was going to yoga teacher training, I was figuring myself out. And so I just started pouring everything I was learning and then pouring it online. And so then slowly, I guess things started to grow. But naturally, I think it's just, I don't hide from the fact that it was to do with obviously people just wanting to find out more about Jay. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. the, but I think it, it is your like honesty and earnestness that our people are attracted to. Thank you. No, I really think that it is like, so like that is of course like how things happen, Yes. but you've used it in such a positive way, which Thank I you. think is nice. First of all, I got to tell you, I'm not even a vegan, but I remember years back <laughs> yeah. when I was like going through some stuff of yours that I was like looking at your recipes years ago when, when it was just recipes. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I was, cause my husband doesn't eat meat, whatever. And I remember like it was some of your recipes and you're like a really good cook or Thank chef. You. Like, did you go to school for that? No, or just, I that's didn't. just natural. So I did my nutrition and dietetics degree. And then oh, after okay. that, well, I always used to love learning from my mom. My mom is an incredible cook. Like she, Everything from we I was born vegetarian and then I Oh, you were born vegetarian. Yeah, I was born vegetarian and then I turned vegan about ten years ago. And my mom has taken everything from our gluten-free phases to being vegan to making amazing, like there was nothing that I couldn't eat or felt like I wasn't able to eat because my mom would make a different version of it. Really? Yeah, she was so good. And we had fresh meals on the table every single day, even though she worked full time. She would experiment with foods from wherever we traveled to. She would bring it into the kitchen. And I loved eating her food, but then also just loved learning it because it was such a love language of hers. And I think it's, it's definitely poured into me, whereas food is my love language to other people. What, so do you, do you still cook like that like like all the time yeah oh my gosh all the time I love cooking and I think when I actually to be honest when I made my book that, that yeah I recently did it was a mixture of I love doing it but at the same time it felt like it drained a lot of the creative energy out of me where food then became work and it wasn't my joy and so I actually felt yeah. like I had a bit of PTSD after creating that, <laughs> that yeah. cookbook because I was like wow I've fallen out of love with even doing something that was so important to me it was the place where I would release emotion the kitchen was the place where I would pour love into yeah and so I had to take a big gap of not cooking and I would be like Jay I really cannot cook and like for I need I need a break and I'm gonna have to not do anything and if I do it's gonna have to be really basic stuff because I have no desire to do it anymore yeah and then I've slowly picked got the love back for it again thank god but yeah I do I do try and cook I mean, as much and whenever I can. You know what I find interesting that you say that? Because I do believe there's something to be said about, there's like this, like, of course, the mantras or this idea that turning your passion into what you do for yeah. a living. And I found, you know, in, in my whole, I guess, my background and what I do, I started off with like a lot of fitness stuff because oh, I loved fitness amazing. so much. And because of that, I had uh, companies in fitness. I wrote books in fitness. And I became so burnt out from fitness because Mm -hmm. I was writing about it all the time and doing videos about it all the time. And like, it became like my passion actually became like my like the thing that I wanted to do the least amount. And it's scary when that happens. Yeah. And I think it does. I think that's like you just get fatigued on something and burnt out. Like I want like, I don't know, maybe you can even answer this, but like, where is like the, the happy medium? Between the two? Between the two. I don't know. I was trying to think that too, because I was really excited. You know, I've learned so much through this book that I was really excited to go to think about my next book. Yeah. But the thing that's scaring me is the lack of love that will come from it. Like my yeah. mom has never made cooking into her 
into a business. It's always been to feed us, to feed other yes. people. There's there's almost like an innocence that is kept when you keep something to just serving other people or yeah. something you're utilizing to make other people happy. Yeah. And then when you make, and, and I think it, it really is intention. So when I keep remembering and reminding myself that everything that is in this book is something I've either learned from other people that I feel so grateful to learn and want to pass on to other people, or it's food that's made me so happy and has has changed me and my body so much that I see it as a gift and I'm passing it on as a gift. Right. And so I try to remind myself of that rather than thinking of it as work or as business or as anything to do with money. I'm trying to see it as if I love something so much and it's changed my life so much, it would be a dishonor to that to not share it and, and pass it on to other people. Right, right. And so reminding myself of that helps me to keep falling back in love with it. Right, right. And so I do think it's more to do with intention. As soon as your intention changes with something, which for me, I really despise numbers. I don't like thinking about sales and I don't like thinking about the numbers of views. I, I don't like that. And as yeah. soon as I end up changing my mindset and fixating on that, it's it, it drains the love out of it. Right. No. And so, yeah. How are you able to do that though? Because when you, like, I mean, again, I'm asking more out of curiosity yeah, yeah. for myself because I feel you're right. When you at, I, I think when you, when you put a number to something that, that you, you're quantifying yeah. what, like, for example, like when you fit the fitness fields or like Instagram or whatever, automatically it becomes a business, right? Yeah. Because then you're looking at book sales, like book sales. I know my publisher's always like, we've got this many numbers. We need to hit this. And I'm like, I'm trying my best, but you're stressing me out. <laughs> I know exactly. And then I think something happens within like the frequency or the energy where it, it, yes. it actually makes it worse. It does. You it know, does. it does. It's opposed to just like doing something because you like to do it and like let things like let the chips fall where fall, they may yeah and let it flow right I think there is a balance and honestly I, I wish I had the answer but I don't because I feel like I'm still so baby and brand new in this world I still feel that really? way yeah I really do because if I'm honest like I was doing every my stuff only really shifted I'd say into a business format or even thinking about it as business like maybe eight months ago when I got my first assistant. And really? I only got my social, the girl that helped me with social media three months ago. And so I was doing everything myself when I wanted with no strategy, no idea of what I was posting the next day. Everything was like off a whim and there was no plan in place at all. And so the only thing that really That's got great. me- Yeah, well, yeah. Well, great and also- Yeah, I know. <laughs> not, but also, oh, yeah, yeah. But also- <laughs> Uh, only really put me into gear when I started writing a book and I was like, well, if I really want to sell this and I want, I put two and a half of my, like, like two and a half years of my life into this book. And it, that's how long a cookbook takes. The process is so long. A cookbook takes two and a half years. Yeah, from, from starting to, sorry, from starting to write to the point of um, release. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, because regular books take about two years, I guess, two, year and a half. Yeah, exactly. A long time. But I guess with the recipes, you got to figure out the proportions for everything. Oh, you have to write all the recipes, which took me months. Did you write all the recipes? I wrote all the recipes. I was in my kitchen in LA and mostly in London with my mom for about five months wow. nonstop. I was testing and writing the recipes. I wrote over 190 recipes. Really? And I was like, to my publishers, can't I put all of them in this book? And they were like, absolutely not. So I had to cut them down, which was like literally tearing away parts of me when I had to decide which ones I had got wow, to keep yeah. in this book. How many recipes are in the book? Uh, about 130. 
Oh wow! So sixty. Had, yeah, yeah, sixty. Yeah. That's a lot of recipes, though. I know. Well, I had to push for that. It was meant to be hundred. I was like, please don't do that to me. Oh, Can I have a few more? <laughs> that's a lot of recipes. Yeah. Have to, and like, they, your mom helped you, like, create yeah, my, them. Yeah, my my mom helped. My mom's incredible with taste and flavor. So I would always test the recipes. She'd try them. My dad would try them. They were basically my free testers. That's what they were. Yeah. They would just test all my recipes, and then we'd refine them. And then it has to go to an actual official external tester. So you have to send all your recipes to a tester to test them before you even put it into the book. Then you have someone that helps you write the content in the right way, write out the method, write out. I've weaved a lot of wellness throughout the book as well. So it's not just recipes. There's a whole wellness guide that's weaved throughout the different categories. There's everything from gosh, like my morning routine to how to understand and use spices to heal your body to... I love um, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah like like uh, turmeric and all the other yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. There's so, there's so many health benefits to all of these spices. I, well, growing up Indian, I had a bit of a benefit or uh, advantage because spices were just part of our yeah. DNA and our tradition. Every single day would be food would be filled with spices. But my mom also used to use them to heal us. So whenever I would have a cough or cold, she would use this spice called Ajwain, which is incredible. It helps to take out all the phlegm and all the gunk that's, you know. What's it called? It's called Ajwain. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'll send it to you. Will you send it to me? Yeah, I will. Where do you get that? You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on, um, it's it's more of an Indian spice, but you can get it everywhere now. And it's incredible. You just boil it in hot water with ginger and with lemon. And it's, you know, a lot of cough medicines, they suppress our, Mm -hmm. our, you know, the symptoms. Yeah. Whereas Ajwain is an expellent. And so what it does is it kind of brings everything up and out of your body. And it's incredible. It helps to relieve temperature. Like if you get a, a temperature, yeah. it helps to get out all the phlegm and the gunk that accumulates when you've got congestion. You should do a book on this. I think this is really I really, really want to. So yeah. my next year is going to be spent studying because I've really, I, I've realized that you can, you go through periods. I feel I go through periods where I'm learning and then I'm sharing and then I'm learning and then I'm sharing. And I find it hard to do both at the same time. Yeah. But I got to the end of this book and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm running really low on inspiration, on creativity and on information. And I feel like when you get to that point, you know you have to become a student again. Yeah. And so I'm so excited because this next year, as much as I am going to focus on sharing the book with people, I want it to be my year of learning and exploring and expanding again because I really miss doing that. And yeah. I think when you stop being a student, you really feel a lack in your life. I think that is so, that's so true. You stop growing, right? Yeah, that's, that's how the, I feel. It's and it's very sta- it's a very stagnant. stagnant feeling. So that's one spice. By the way, what would I what could I can you cook with that spice? Where oh yeah, all the that? time. Where would you so put that in? So with all spices, I'm like obsessed with this type. Okay, of thing. great. Yeah. yeah. So with all spices, you should whether I don't know whether people know this, but when you add heat to it so when you either uh, dry roast or ideally cook it in fat it actually releases the aromatic so uh, aromatic properties and also the healing properties of the spice become more available and so I recommend with all spices you either dry toast them or if you're using them in curries or you can grind them up and use powders in your smoothies like cardamom cardamom is this amazing sweet spice yeah there's so many incredible benefits and I use them inside my smoothies I'll put them into desserts but I'll also put them into curries and so you can either I recommend heating spices and then using them but a lot of them can just be used in hot milk or hot water so then how would you use the cardamom okay so if I were to put that in a smoothie it's going to cold a cold 
ingredients. Yeah. So like how if, would you warm it? So ideally, how would you, you warm it? If it so what was you could like, do is you could dry roast the whole spice. And oh, so you're you not buying it, it. Sorry, you're not buying it like in, in a powder. In a powder. So you can. That's the problem. But the thing is with spices, as soon as you grind up a spice from its whole form, it starts to lose its aromatic qualities and it starts to diminish its. You know, it's the same as when... Potency, probably? Yeah, the potency. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. As soon as you grind that up, yeah. it's like as soon as you pick a fresh, you know, herb or, yeah. or um, a basil leaf or something. If you if you pick that, you see it's it's away from its source. And yeah. so it starts to wilt. And so whole spices are the same as soon as it starts to interact with air and with the qualities around, you know, if it's taken out of its bottle. Yeah, yeah it's going to start diminishing in quality. So where would I buy that? Like, where would I buy like a I full... I mean, now what's amazing is Amazon has incredible organic spices. Whole Foods has incredible whole spices. In its, in its full form? Yeah, in its full On form. On Amazon, I can buy that? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, otherwise, Indian shops. Yeah. If all else fails, Indian shops have all the spices you possibly need. In LA, can you tell me which one to go to? Oh, yeah, I'm there's, gonna go. Um, there's sweets, Indian sweets and spices, it's called, and there's like, a I lot think of them. I'm close to here, honestly. Yeah, there's quite a few. Okay, because okay. So what do you think of it now? I'm literally love all this. No, it's great. Okay, like turmeric, right? Because I put it on like my chicken. Yes. And I put it with olive oil and all these other yes. other things because of the fat thing that you were mentioning. Because yes. it helps with the absorption and I guess getting the ingredients to into I don't know all that stuff that yeah. you just said. So if I were just to put turmeric into a shake with from a bottle, it's not going to be effective, right? Or I should just buy like a, like a turmeric root probably. Yeah, turmeric root is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's very messy. That's what I used to do. So messy. So messy. The color gets everywhere. Everywhere. It was all, like, I, had them, like, I had it all over my clothes, yeah. all over the kitchen. It's not that it's not going to help. It's that it's going to be of lower potency. So right. I always say that like it's, it's about the type of the quality, right? There's always going to be a spectrum of quality of the ingredients that you get. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think you have to pick your, what's the word? You have to battles? pick your battles. Like, yeah, which well, I always think about this, like there's a 70-30 or you could even live by an 80-20 rule or if you can, a 90-10 rule where you decide this proportion of the time, I'm going to try my best to get this. These are the ingredients I'm going to get best quality. Uh -huh. And then these are the ingredients that, you know, it's too difficult and I'm not going to worry too much about it. Right. Because you can't get everything perfect and you can't get everything in the best quality. It's just too difficult. It's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, okay, give me one more spice that has, like, Tell me another one. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So the spices I have every single morning okay, without yeah. fail, there's this Ayurvedic trio. It's like the queen of all spice blends. It's called um, CCF. So it's coriander, cumin, and fennel. Okay. So you get the whole seeds of coriander, whole seeds of cumin, and whole seeds of fennel seeds. You can mix them all. It's equal batches. You do like one part of each. So you can make up a whole batch of one cup of each thing and mix it up, put it in a jar. I take a tablespoon of it every morning, put it into a pan with hot water and I'll boil it. And I drink that tea in the morning every single day. It is incredible to one, ignite your digestive juices and fires to help detox your different organs like your livers, your, your kidney. And also, if you think about it in the morning, your body has accumulated eight, eight hours you've been sleeping is when your body detoxes. Yeah. And so all these toxins are actually kind of just going around your body ready to be released. So if you don't end up releasing them through your, you know, Go ahead. Poop and wee. Yeah. Um, you're going to, you, they're also still there in your bloodstream. So this CCF blend is a really subtle spice blend that helps to detox your body, release the toxins out, 
and get you started for the rest of your day. It's incredible. Okay, first of all, I'm going to t- I'm going to start using this. Is very this, this is actually very practical. It's so great, actionable things people can do. And for people who get acid reflux or you know get a lot of heat that accumulates in your body, fennel seeds and coriander seeds are so cooling. So they help to also reduce inflammation. We've all got so much inflammation. So in our much body. environment, the food that we eat, and so these spices help to reduce the inflammation in the body too. And you you kind of grew up like this, so you don't know any different. Well, I grew up and I took it for like took it for granted, and I wasn't taught it in that way. I just knew. Yeah. My mom makes me this when I'm unwell. My mom does this for right. me when I have a cough or a cold. But when I studied Ayurveda is when I realized, wow, like my spice box, and I can honestly say this, I use my spice box as my medicine box. Yeah. I believe it's incredible for prevention. I think it's incredible for curing different diseases that you have in the body. But see it as your armor. Like that's how I see it. If I, yeah. I, if I know I'm getting spices in throughout the day, I feel protected just like when you go out and you're wearing your coats and your jackets and stuff yeah. like spices are going to be that for you. So wait, so the one that you just said, that recipe CCF. for in the more, CCF yeah. it's called, how is it, you know, because you know, what I've been doing is I just drink room temperature water and yes. I squeeze a lemon in there mm-hmm. as a way to detox my in yeah. the morning. But it's is that what you're talking about so much more effective in terms um, of? I'd, I'd say so because yeah. the spices are just so potent. potent. Yeah, so potent. And you'll feel it. I remember I told... Um, my friend about this who used to get who gets a lot of acid reflux when she was pregnant and she yeah. was just really struggling to even keep food down she started drinking the she started drinking this tea but she would soak it in water overnight and then she'd drink it because she didn't want to have it hot every day yeah and she said it made I mean I've had so many people tell me it's made a difference but that for me I was really happy for her because she was pregnant she was feeling uncomfortable yeah. but that CCF drink it just really changed so much for her Wait, is that is that recipe in the book? It is in the book. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Why didn't I don't have a book? By no, the way. I don't have a book either. Okay, yeah, not, yeah no, 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 I would have given you the I'm book. Told, if I, had I would it. actually buy this book oh, because thank no, you. I'm serious because I love that kind of yeah. stuff because it's actually the problem I find with wellness a lot of time. Well, in the health, whatever. There's so many different euphemisms we there's can too use. Many there's things. too many. Yeah, but it's the same thing that people say over and over again, yeah. you know, do the you know, cold plunge, do the sauna, you know, eat this way, exercise that way. When the truth is there's, so, there's a plethora of things to do and modalities yeah. that work for you that might not work yeah. for me. There's so much out there and it's really becomes like a trial and error. Well, that's what it should be. Yeah. Like I think about that with, that's why I fell in love with the, with Ayurveda yeah. because it is one, it's so old. It's like over 5,000 years old. It's the most ancient health science to exist. But what I loved most about it is that it is all to do with the individual. Yeah. But that takes work. So instead, and that's what my, my really, and I'm not just trying to plug my book, but no, that's what I've shared so, so much of in my book is don't use these recipes as I've written them. Use them as your body needs them. Yeah. So through my book, I want you to learn how to intuitively listen to your body, how to understand what this food does for your body so you know which spices your body needs. We've gotten so used to putting our health into other people's hands and that scares me so much for the world because we're saying that when this Instagram person tells me this workout works for them, it's going to work for me. And even though I'm getting exhausted after doing it, even though my body's not responding to it, I'm going to keep doing it because that person told me it's good. And this food that this person's eating that they said has given them X amount of weight loss and has done this for them, I'm going to do it because that's what I'm trying to achieve in my body without realizing that my body is completely different and it may not have the same effect. And so I think what we really need to do is strip everything back and start listening to our body from a point of view of, let me see every single time I eat this ingredient, how does it affect? So it is work. 
Like, it's easier to believe that this person's going to solve um, my uh, issue. That's what I say. It's, it's a form of laziness in a way, but yeah. in a, not in a negative no. way. But like, it's because that's what we're it, told to do. We, right. And like, and it's, it's like an inf- people, my friend says it's like um, infobesity in a way. There's too much information. Oh inf- my gosh. Yes. That's a great word. It's a great word yeah. because there's so much information. It's overloaded. It's and so overwhelming. People, it's so overwhelming. And you get very confused, like what, who to listen to, what to listen to. So what happens, I'm sure you can relate. You end up doing like a smorgasbord of a bunch oh of God, things, always. right? I did that with workouts. Oh my gosh. Yes. Man. My trainer would always be like, you need to stop doing this. I was doing weights in the morning, Pilates at night, boxing the next day, this, the next yes. day. I was like, I have to do it all. And that's what's going to make me feel good. <laughs> exactly. And I was overstraining my body and I was not listening to what my body actually needed. Yeah. And you probably got adrenal fatigue because I did. Just, yeah. Yeah, I really did. But I honestly think that and it is that we have this savior complex of like, we want other people to save us. And it's not our fault. It's because we're told whenever you feel sick, go to a doctor. Not saying not to go to a doctor. Yeah. I'm just saying we're told you getting anything, go to a doctor. Then you listen to what the doctor says, you follow that. If you go online, you're told do this, you know, for this and do this for this. Totally. And what we're missing is the step of saying, do this, try it for a week, see how your body responds. Yeah. Do this for a month. It's going to be a slow process. You may not see the results straight away, but try it out. See how your body responds to it. Totally. And so that's really like, if I think about what what I poured into this book, it was understanding how spices can heal your body and understand your body and the food you're eating and how they relate to each other. Yeah. So you feel empowered and you understand that I can heal my body in many ways myself. Yeah. And I think if hopefully we can start shifting people into that mentality, it's going to change so much. I agree. Do you take supplements then? Like actual supplements? I do. I do. But honestly, I don't take that many because I get my blood work done regularly to find out what I'm deficient in. Right. How and, often do you get your blood work? Um, Like every six months. I think the body changes so oh, much. Exactly. You have and so to I get... really recommend doing it if you can. Where, who do you, like what kind of person? Do you go to a regular doctor? Or I go to, I just start going to Next Health here. Yeah, Next Health. That's my friend. Darshan. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's so lovely. <laughs> yes, Darshan. Yeah, yeah Darshan. So we oh, yeah, he's, also, he's also Indian, right? Like, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So um, we started going to Next Health. So we we'll get my test done. The only thing I've I've been told that I'm deficient in is vitamin D, which is really normal for especially people with my skin color. It's like, but they say that with everybody. It is, like yeah. I think everybody's deficient. The quality of the vitamin D we get is not great. So I just started taking shots, and that's been really helping me. Oh, shots, not the supplement. No, I oh. found that my my you know my levels were so low. I prefer liquid forms of most supplements. I think they absorb far better. Way better. And also the capsule, you don't know what the capsule's made the of. The capsules also upset my stomach sometimes. And so I find that whenever it's the cellulose capsules or if I especially have it on an empty stomach, it makes me feel really vomit. And yeah. I think I've heard a lot of people say that A too. lot of people. So I prefer getting the shots. I found that was the most, and again, I had to see, I would be taking vitamin D supplements. I'd be like, I'm still feeling so exhausted. I'm waking up after eight hours of sleep and I'm feeling so tired. Yeah. And I'm not, my mood's all over the place. Like I, I wasn't feeling good. So I had to recognize that I've been taking these supplements for three months. They don't seem to be making a difference. Yeah. So I need to figure out an alternate route of, you know, I need to find another thing to try out. And so vitamin D is really the only proper supplement I take. And then I take ashwagandha for stress and um, yes. and energy levels. But in a supplement form or in another In a form? powder form. Oh, powder I prefer form. powder than I do. I Anything, generally... Yeah. 
if I can avoid capsules, I usually do. Yeah, no, this is a really good point. I'm going to tell you why I think this is great that people don't talk about because capsules also may not digest. You may not yeah. like, it may not go through your system yeah. and then you, sorry, poop it out yes. and not even know that. But if you're in a liquid form or a powder form, Just it more di- chance of it absorbing. It does. It, yeah. it, it absorbs more, but people don't know that. And no. so when they're thinking, well, does, oh, I'm taking this. I don't feel a difference. It might be because it's just going right through your body. And it really depends on, uh, on your digestion yeah. as well. So if your digestion is really strong, you'll probably be able to digest that capsule yeah. and you'll be you'll be fine with it. But um, for me, I know when, when my immune system is low, my digestion is probably quite weak. Yeah. And so I try to... I personally think if you are able to get a variety of colors of fruits and vegetables and lentils and pulses, everything nature provides you with yeah. on your plate on a on a daily basis throughout the meals that you're having, it's quite likely that you are getting a lot of the nutrients that you already need. But if you are noticing on your blood work that you're not, then you probably need supplementation. Right. I don't necessarily think we need to continuously have supplementation. If you feel healthy, you feel well, like listen to your body. You don't need to be overloading it with things unnecessarily. Unless you're deficient in it. Yeah. But this goes back to the whole infobesity thing, right? Because we have so much information. And let's say this influencer is like, oh, this has been the best thing in the world. And then the other one says- I mean, I share so many supplements and I I do do partnerships with a lot of um, brands that I have tried or have liked. And I think for me, every time I think about who I partner with, I either have to have tried them out or I need to think of, is this going to benefit someone? Because it is going to in some way. If someone may, like I love AG Greens, like AG1. Yeah, AG1, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really do appreciate them. I used to have them for months, but I also change my supplements a lot because I have them for a short period of time or I'll have them for three months and then I realize maybe my body's not responding as well anymore. Yeah. But it it was great for the time I needed it. And then I've had ritual supplements before. Did you like the ritual ones? Ritual, actually, I found that some of the um, coating of... Because they have yeah, the tablets. Uh, yeah. If I had it on an empty stomach, it would upset my stomach. If I had it with food or with my smoothie, I would be fine. And yeah. if I had the peppermint one, I'd be okay. But if I had the lemon one, I wouldn't. So it was just different at different times. It depends when you're doing yeah. it. Have you ever tried green fat? I think you would like no. green fat. So green fat is like a multi-fat and it's plant-based. Oh. And it is a liquid form. Oh. It's really, really, and I think that you would be somebody, because, like, you know, fat's really important in your body. It is. In terms of like, your brain cognition. It really and, is. So. And inflammatory responses, joints, whatever. Yeah. But if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you got to be careful also because... The, Saturated fat. Right. Well, yeah. And also, I was going to say, because you don't know how the... what What's what this... I guess the added ingredients are coming from, yeah. right? Like how it's manufactured. Yeah, If yeah, you care no, that much, no, I don't know. D- no, of course I yeah. do. Yeah, no, I do. And that's why I just... I think it has to be such a personal thing. And that's why. That's exactly And of course, it's so nice to know the variety that's out there. That's why I love sharing different products because so many people say, wow, this really helped me. And other people say, it really didn't work for me. Yeah, exactly. But that's what it's about. It's about experimenting. So when someone says, I've been taking this and it's been great for me, that's great for them. Right. You try it. You see if it works for you. And I honestly see health as the best investment of money possible. I agree. I would rather not go on a vacation and spend money on getting my blood work done I spend money on getting the right supplements for me spend money experimenting on stuff like that yeah then I would taking a holiday because my health is going to enable me to live a longer life that holiday may not yeah and and, an improved longer life yes yes exactly improved longer exactly yeah not just living and having like not having quality of life especially since I've been since I've hit my 30s like I really feel your 30s are your opportunity 30 to 40 is your opportunity to 
not reverse the damage you've done, but to start investing to prevent things in the future. Yeah. It's the era I'm using as let me make my body as strong, as healthy as possible. So then whatever comes my way as my body naturally will deteriorate because that is just what life Tell is. Tell me about it. As your body deteriorates, <laughs> yes. it's giving my, I'm giving myself a fighting chance to be able to do all the things I want to do in the world with a healthy body. Yeah. And um, so I've, that's been my focus since, since I hit my 30s. So yeah. then it's been ashwagandha in shakes or like how? Yeah, so I take protein shakes. Yeah, you, that you, I do do because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into a phase of building muscle and reducing my fat mass right now and so I do take protein shakes and again I swap it out like right now I'm using um what am I using right now I'm using Rituals Vanilla Protein okay. mixed with, which I really like the flavor of and the vitamins in there, mixed with, there's a new one that I got sent called Fighter. It's, it's a- um, Fighter? F-Y-T-A, Fighter Protein. It, the texture of that is amazing. It's so smooth and so delicious. And then the other one I'm using, I literally mix a few of them together yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the third one I'm using is one that I actually got from the UK. It's called Wilson, W-Y- L-D-S-S-O-N or something. And what's the breakdown? Is it like 20 grams? Of, oh, because you're also, again, the vegan thing. You're mm-hmm. not getting, you can't have. Well, like the fighter protein in two scoops has 30 grams of protein. That's amazing. Which is so great. That's a really I good know. breakdown. It's, it's a great breakdown. So that's that. That's not, that one's not gluten-free. It's got proteins from everything from barley to wheat. So that one's not like pea protein. Yeah, it's not pea protein. Um, but sometimes pea protein upsets people's stomachs. So then this is a great alternative 100%. for that. The ritual one, I really like the texture of it too. I usually add in like strawberries and stuff into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And so what's then, in your shake? You put the, okay, I want to know your whole morning routine. Oh my gosh, okay. Let's start from the <laughs> beginning. Okay, I don't want to, we're piecemealing it. Okay, what time do you wake up? Let's go through the whole morning. Okay, let's do it. Mo- so Yeah, morning ritual. Um, I was... My usual wake up time is between five and five thirty. That is my God. ideal. Um, ideal. Yeah, that's my ideal <laughs> because. But for a while, I've been waking up at like six or something, six six thirty, because I wasn't feeling very well. I was feeling quite tired. But right now, we're going through this really amazing spiritual month. It's called Karthik, where you can recommit to your spiritual practices, and it's a time oh. to just invest a little bit more. And what is it? Yeah, tell me what this. Yeah, so it's called Karthik. That's the. It's a Sanskrit word, and essentially, it's astrologically seen to be a really sacred month of spiritual practices like there are certain times of the year and certain times when astrology you know I I don't want to get into that too much because I don't know too much about it but it seemed to be a time where the planets are all in a specific way to enable us to connect deeper okay and so essentially what it does for me is it gives me the opportunity to reset and I just love a reset like I'm a reset person I'm like okay every week is a reset for yeah, me. yeah 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 so this month I it's been um we're near the end of the first week and I just made the decision that I know my spiritual practices were going up and down quite a bit and they are really the call for me to feel okay throughout my day and to feel like I've got purpose in my life I fi- really struggle when they're out of whack and so I just reset so the first day I got, I set my alarm for like 5.30. I was trying to wean myself up to 5 a.m. Today was my first 5 a.m. day. It's been great. Are you exhausted by now? No, because okay. I've, I've been used to waking up at that time for a while. It was just over the past couple of months after my book and stuff. I was just really, yes. everything was all over the place. And I just totally. found it difficult to refocus. So I would wake up around five and then I go to my kitchen. I make my hot water and my CCFT, yeah. take it into my uh, meditation area with me. And then I'm meditating for an hour and a half in the morning. But bear in mind, I've been doing this for 10 years and it's obviously taken me a while to get to this point. 
but oh it's a practice gosh. that I've committed to and I really... What kind of meditation is it? I do it? mantra meditation. What's, what is it called? Mantra. Mantra. Yeah, mantra. So you you have a mantra and you say it over and over again. Mm-hmm. What what is? Can you say what your mantra yeah, is? Yeah, are you allowed? Okay. Yeah, what is, yeah. What it's not. I know with TM you can't say. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um, mine is called the Hare Krishna mantra. So it's um, there's three words in it. It's Hare Krishna and Rama. Hare means is the feminine energy of God. Like you're inviting feminine energy and the compassionate side to yourself and of God and the universe. And then Krishna means all attractive. So you're essentially saying like I attract everything attractive and good and well for my body into me and then rama means reservoir of pleasure like that's the trans that's the sanskrit translation to it but essentially the mantra is for peace prosperity in your life deeper connection they're sanskrit words and i just think that there are certain words that carry such deep energy with them because they've been said for years and years and there's so much that's been poured into these words every word carries energy yeah and i've tried so many mantras and this was the mantra that i've been chanting for 10 years now it has just been it's been really special i use beads so you i have a like these beads that I use to help with focus and attention because we're so used to using our phones all the time and you just need something in your hand. And so I have certain things that I relate to my meditation practice. The beads, I use flute music in the background to help, you know, engage my ears when I'm meditating. And then I put on incense. That's the smell that I associate with my meditation. And I have an altar where either I'll look outside into nature, nature, I'll close my eyes, or I have an altar, which I keep some of my Indian like DTs and Murthys. Yeah. So it's like a whole, it's like a whole thing. It is. And then in the morning we do this really beautiful practice, which my mom. Do you do it with your husband? um, Sorry, I mean, we as part of like my tradition. Oh, 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 okay. uh, He does this too. With you, do you guys meditate together? So I I naturally wake up earlier. So I wake up earlier and I start my practice and then he'll join like an hour in or something. Wow. Okay, go on. This is Uh, fascinating. I love it. Um, And so this part of my practice I really love. We offer back all the basic elements to the universe or God, whatever you want to call it or whatever you believe in. But yeah. it's the concept of let me offer back everything in the morning that I'm going to utilize during the day. So we offer back water and we offer back, I use incense, which I see as earth because it's made of sandalwood, uh-huh. a candle, which is fire, and then meditation, which is ether, which is sound vibration. Like the mantra oh, meditation, the sound vibration. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just love thinking about it in the morning in that way because essentially what you're saying is thank you, universe. Thank you, God, for every single thing that keeps me alive and that allows me to exist in this world. And you do that first thing in the morning. And for so, an hour and a half? Though? Oh, no. That's just that's just a additional practice. Oh, okay. like a pra- Almost like a prayerful moment where you do oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but you physically do. You know, we do a lot of prayer comes from our heart. Yeah. But at the altar or when you go outside, you can offer back those specific things. Like I, I light the incense. I light the candle. It's a physical yeah. practice that you can put into place. Versus it that. being a, you know, I love prayer, but prayer is more in the mind. Whereas... You know, when you think about when you love someone and you want to show them gratitude, a lot of the time it's an action. And so these small actions allow you to show that for God or for the universe in that way. And so I do that. I have a bit of prayer. So that whole process, though, between the hour 5.30 to about 7.30. So two hours. Yeah, two hours. I'm super excited to share my latest health obsession with you guys. It's called Metabolic Daily by Pendulum. Metabolic Daily is a powerful multi-strain probiotic that really improves your metabolism, reduces your sugar cravings, breaks down carbs more efficiently, and sustains your energy. 
I've been taking Metabolic Daily for a few months and it's unbelievable the results I've seen. Not only do I never struggle with my cravings, but I'm seeing a huge improvement in my body composition from breaking down carbs more effectively. I love Penalin because they are really disrupting the probiotic market with clinically studied strains that aren't available anywhere else. They were founded by PhD scientists and are backed by the Mayo Clinic and Halle Berry, who recently became their chief communications officer because of the results that she's seen. They're the only company with, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, it's called Acromancia, a next generation strain that's called the keystone strain for gut health. You can get it as a single strain or in Metabolic Daily. Plus, you guys can take 20% off your first month of any Pendulum product membership with this code, Jen Cohen. So go now to PendulumLife.com and use my code at checkout. Trust me, you will feel incredible. So you're in this space, it's like in this like my meditation, me- meditation area. area for two hours mm-hmm. and you, how do you sit there for an hour and a half? I guess when you have a whole like routine. I think it's, you know, trust me, my mind, there are times where I'm in that place physically and not mentally. There are times where I'm walking about feeling agitated. I'm on my phone. I'm distracted. Yeah. But you know what? With practice and commitment comes this I don't know. It's like the commitment breeds confidence in that practice. And for me, even if I've left the practice, even if I haven't done it right, even if I feel like not doing it, I keep showing up because I know and have felt the benefit of it. So it is difficult. It's not, it's not easy in any sense. I go up and down with my practices over and over again. And you think, and this is what I always, I always talk to people about this because they're like, oh, you've been doing this for 10 years. You must be so enlightened and you must be this. And I said, no, things go like this and go down like this so fast. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so difficult with the world that we live in to just ha- be on a constant high. That's not how life works. So just like in relationships, it's the same. Everything goes up and down. You have to know that that's how your spiritual practices are going to be too. So don't be disheartened if one day you sit down and all you want to do is be on your phone. Be on your phone and meditate if that's what it's going to take. You can do that? No, ideally you shouldn't. But what I'm saying is if that's... I'm like, that sounds good to me. If you're still showing up and you're still committing and you're sitting in your space and you're able to... You're meditating and then you have to write something down. And I keep a book with me sometimes because things flow through my mind and either I'm trying to hold on to it while I'm trying to meditate and that's not helpful for anyone. So I'll use my phone. I'll write things down sometimes if my mind is racing. But what I'm saying is don't stop your commitment because you're only able to half-ass it. Like yeah. if you're going to if you're going to show up and you're still going to do it. It's better than zero. It's better than zero. Yeah. And that's how I feel about my workouts. Like I'm so committed to my workouts where even if I know I know I need movement in the day. So even if I don't want to do a heavyweight workout, let me go and just do a walk. But yeah. I still show up and do that. Whereas with my spiritual practices, I used to kind of shame myself and be like, well, I don't have the full hour or I don't even have these 15 minutes. So what's the point? I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. But those 15 minutes are going to make a huge difference in my day. So why not just show up for the 15 minutes? Like, and most of the time, when the days that you think it's going to be the worst, it actually ends up being the best. Yeah. That's what I've it's noticed. It's when you probably need it the most. And you need it the yeah. most. And usually the, that 15 minutes turns into 40 minutes exactly. or longer. So exactly. you have to kind of keep on showing up and be consistent. Consistency yeah. is the key for it everything. It really is. It's for every single thing in life. I used everything. to find it so hard to finish projects. Yeah. That's why my book was such a like... I was shocked because I'm not good at finishing things. I'm I'm good at getting excited about it. I'm good at being the creative behind it. But finishing things has always been so difficult for yeah. me. And 
it's the consistency of just showing up every single day, even if I'm not in the right mindset, even if I'm not, it made me feel confident about myself. Totally. I agree. Um, That's how you really build true confidence really is. is that when you follow through with the commitments that you make for I'm yourself, starting to learn that. you know, that's yeah. what I noticed is that you can't really go out there for confidence building. You see all these like videos again, like how to three ways to build yeah. self confidence. It's all within you. Like if you're not able to follow through in your mm. own commitment to you, then it's not real confidence. And even when people like, you know, the more that you grow online, the more that you get in a community online, you have so many people telling you, you're doing great. You're amazing. Totally. You're doing this. And you can build a sense of such false confidence, but internally you don't believe in yourself at all. Absolutely And not. I've definitely gone through that rabbit hole of people telling me I'm, oh, wow, you're so spiritual. Oh, wow, you're so this. Oh, wow, you're so that. And then I would have to take a serious step back and reflect and be like, I'm not doing my basics right now. So whatever they're telling you, you need to snap out of it because that's yeah, not you. Don't like, be listening to what they're saying. Don't listen to what they're saying because you are not doing the work it takes to be that. And so exactly. do the work and be that. And then what other people say, that's that's fine. But their perception of you is not reality. So you better start doing the work to actually live up to that. 100%. I think in general though, that's the, I think a big issue and problem with overall that and a big arching message with social media and I, maybe, and obviously, I don't know where you stand with this, but this whole concept, I call it like the coddle culture, yeah. where it's like this ideology is like, you are enough. No matter what you are, you are enough. You are mm. enough. And to me, it's like, I don't think, I'm like, well, I mean, how do you know that I'm enough? Like, if I'm not, if I'm not putting effort right? into something, <laughs> right? If I'm not putting the work in, the hours, the practice of anything, mm. it could be your health, it could be your work, it could be your kids, it could be anything, then yeah. I'm not enough. No. So, don't I think I you're, see what you mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I really do. You're like put you're you're giving people too much credit when maybe credit's not like owed. Yeah, and then you're letting you're giving people an excuse mm -hmm. to be basically enough of like ne of not trying. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I'm not trying. I I think that's really important to say, and I think we've got this narrative now where it's like whatever you are is fine and whatever you're doing it's perfect yeah. and it's like no but for yourself not for anybody else 100 percent. know that like if you feel you're doing enough in yourself and you truly believe that way great but if you still feel like there's a lot lacking but other people are what, what happens is we're lacking and then we fill that lack with other people's voices totally. so then it makes us feel like we're full and it makes us feel like we're enough but actually we still haven't done the work to get us up there we're using other people's voices and belief in in us to get us there yes and it ends up being a false stepladder it and is we end up falling which is what i go through constantly where you eventually you're going to fall from it so people can gas you up enough and you can be floating in, in cloud nine, but eventually that gas is going to run out yeah. and you're going to fall flat on your face because you haven't built the steps and you haven't built the concrete foundation to get you to that level. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a difference, I think, between actually confidence and self-esteem. I think self is, there's a big difference. Like someone can say, yeah, you're enough, you're enough. And it builds false confidence in you. But that's what, that's the stuff that doesn't last. It only like, it's like, it's like willpower. You can yeah. only have it for so long. So you have to build these other things, discipline and consist by, you do that through, you know, consistency. It's that, who are you when no one's watching? Yeah. I think about that because I'm in my meditation room sometimes and I'm like looking at my phone and then I hear footsteps. I'll be like, let me put my phone away. Right. And I'm like, no, but what am I doing when no one is watching? What is, what, what exactly? Yeah. And like, so do you say to yourself, no matter what, even if you're half-assing it or like on the phone, 
are you not leaving that room for an hour and a half? No matter what. I've started saying that to myself, but it's yeah. not that I won't leave the room. I might say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna walk outside. I'm gonna get a breath of fresh air, and I'm gonna come right I'm gonna back. come right back. But I use breath work a lot to reset my body and my mind because I find that you know your breath controls so much. Mm-hmm. Your breath controls your emotions. It can control the activity in your mind. It can control how fast or slow your mind is going. And I've really noticed that because. As my life has gotten busier, I've noticed my anxiety get higher. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's helped me, and I'm doing it now because I notice myself speaking quite fast, the only thing that's helped me is taking breaths during my day. And not just shallow breaths, like seriously mm-hmm. deep breaths where I'm feeling it travel down my throat, travel down my stomach, really filling up every part of my body. And it has been a game changer for me. And so halfway through my meditation or even five minutes in, if I notice my mind is shifting, or is starting to raise, I'll just take a second, I'll put down my beads, I'll take a really deep breath, and then I'll restart. And I keep telling myself, I'm like, it's just one bead at a time. It's one mantra at a time. It's not, oh, this hour and a half, let me just finish it. And also I think about it this way, like I tell people sometimes, oh, I went for a two hour walk, and they're like, two hour walk, that's so long. And I'm like, two hours of movement of my body in the 24 hours that we are stagnant, 22 hours that we're stagnant, (laughs) If you think about it in that way, it's not long. And so two hours of stillness in 22 hours or, you know, the rest of the day or 14 hours, whatever Whatever it is is, of the day. If you think about it in that respect, how much of your life even is that? How How much of your day is that, that you're spending that time with yourself? So I always try and put it into perspective of that. I'm like, those phone calls can wait. I've got the rest of the eight hour work day to do that. Those conversations that I think I can't wait to have, they can also wait. Yeah, I agree with you. And the, but pro- the funny thing is, not funny. The problem is the busier you do, get me too. I, the more anxious I get. Me and too. that's the problem. It's like, how do you calm that anxiety from all the other things that are good? And then, so you're saying that this like meditation or breath work it actually makes the time you do have after the two. It sets me up yeah, for a better day. For it being really better does. and more productive. It sets me up to give more to other people because I, w- I was saying this this morning. I can't remember whether I was saying online or to my friend right now, but I was saying how your spiritual connection, as soon as you feel disconnected, you're disconnecting from, from a source of energy and power. And so just as we have food to sustain us mm-hmm. and our physical body, and then we have you know, for your mentality, for your, for your mind, you may have, I don't know, your work fuels you, you know, different things. Well, yeah, fuel yeah, our mind. Yeah, yeah. But there is another energy source that sometimes we're not even connected to. And that is our spiritual energy source. And so it's a whole source of fuel that we're actually missing out on that's providing us this energy and this ability to give and keep. And actually, I think spiritual energy is the one that can give us the most because it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. Our physical body can only take so much. Exactly. Our mental energy can only take so much. But your spiritual energy, it's almost like it tenfolds the more you do it. Yeah. And so I've noticed that with people, I've met such incredible, enlightened, like, spiritual teachers and their capacity to give is endless even if their physical body is diminishing even if their mental health even if they're getting dementia their ability for gratitude to give and the space that they have inside of them to open their heart and give to other people is endless and I've I've seen that firsthand and I'm like wow how are they able to have this capacity to love and give and it's because they're connected so deeply spiritually and so I see that in Jay so much, his capacity to give to people and the expansiveness of his energy and physical ability only comes because of his spiritual connection. Yeah. And I find it, 
it's it's incredible to watch because what he gets done in a day and the capacity to which he works and the level at which he works i have never experienced someone firsthand do that really his his like his whole team are just like how does this human do this because he's just so focused and everything has come from practice but it's also this surge of like his deep intention and belief that comes from his spiritual practices that I feel has just fueled him through his life. And that's incredible. You know, what's amazing about that. I remember now when I had, when I talked to him, he showed me on his phone or something, or I don't know, all these different like sticky notes that were different colors. Uh, yeah. Does he still do that? I think he does. Yeah. And it, like the amount of stuff in a day oh, yeah. are like, it's like my calendar. I'm like, how do you, you, I think that, you know what, spiritual practices expand you in a way that you don't even realize. And that's why when I don't have them in place or when they're wavering, I really struggle to make it through my day. And I always think, oh, it's because I'm not eating the right things or I'm not getting the right vitamins. But actually this one week that I have recommitted and refocused during my thing, it has brought a new life into me. And I was just like, wow, I kept saying to you, I was like, isn't it so crazy that I've been trying to supplement and I've been trying to (laughs) sleep more and I've been trying to do all these things. But what I really needed, of course, you need all of those things. But what I really was missing was this spiritual connection to myself and to God that I just had been missing for such a long time because I'd been neglecting it for such a long time. And I just had to reprioritize. I love that. So what exactly? So is the the meditation and the breath work, is that's not part of your spiritual connection or is that the spiritual? Yeah, that is the spiritual connection like, Because you said something earlier about, say you called it something, Sinka, you said something. Oh, uh, what you said you, you said this week it's called something. Oh, Karthik. Yeah, Karthik. Okay. Karthik. Yeah, Karthik I... is just like, it's basically just a month to reconnect oh, and, okay. and, and so like just... recommit to your gotcha. practice. So there was no, an ac- there was not like an actual thing that you do. It's just going back to the roots of what you normally it's just do. Like, like hey, the breath let me work. try again. Let me reset. Reset. Let me tell myself it's okay to fail and come back to this practice. Let me just, and so I wrote down at the beginning of this month, all the things that I wanted to commit to. I want to read a little bit more of my, you know, spiritual texts. I want to- What's so what's the books that you would read? Um, the Bhagavad Gita. The Bhagavad Gita. It's like, it's a, again, like a thousand, thousand year old book, but there's just, I see it as a guidebook to life. Yeah. It's incredible. What's it called? The Bhagavad Gita. You're going to have to text this to me. I, I, I will, mean, I, I mean, this I is will. so many, this is fascinating because I, I'm so, it's like a breath of fresh air for me because you, no, I'm serious because yeah. you hear people say the same things over and over again. Yeah. And these are all things that I've never really like heard before that I think, can be so helpful and beneficial for people. Yeah, it has right? it has been for me. I can only speak for myself in all of these things, but, but trial and error, right? Trial like, and error. Yeah. The Bhagavad Gita has been my mum gave me this book when I went to university or college. I say university, I'm Canadian. University. Oh, you say university, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mum gave me this book from the when I was leaving for university and she said, Whenever you're lost, just look through this and you'll find something in there that helps you. And I was like, Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. And so I took it with me, didn't look at it for a year and I went through a phase in in university where I just really didn't feel like I belonged I never drank I I found it difficult to like fit into the culture of university Mm -hmm. and so I remember I don't know I think it it was a big drinking culture there and I and I found it really hard because I just never wanted to drink I kept thinking people felt like I wasn't taking part when I wasn't drinking and it was you know that's what the whole culture of university felt like totally it's like a big keg of like people like yeah. just like drinking I felt the same way that's why I wanted to ask you yeah. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no no you. no that's yeah. okay so she gave me this book and then eventually I started opening it reading it some parts I understood some parts I didn't 
but there was always this feeling of being understood whenever I opened that book. And from that point on, I've read it many, many times. I've now studied it and I've learned so much from it. And I really see it as a guide to life. And the essence, the essence of it is it's a soul, a like a, a warrior talking to God. And they're on a chariot. They're in the middle of a battlefield. And you're like, how does that relate to me? But it does because we're all on a battlefield of life. Yeah. And the questions that this Arjun, the warrior is asking God, who is, you know, the actually is driving the chariot that he's on about to go into war. They're having this conversation. It's basically the talk between soul and God. And that's essentially what it is. Asking wow. questions about life, death, reincarnation, about our purpose in the world, about what we should be doing and not doing, what what goodness means, what passion means, what ignorance means, like all these different topics. And I'm like, wow, this. So every time I revert back to that, like whenever I feel a little bit lost or feel like I need to figure out what my purpose is in the world, which by the way, I feel like I go through all the time. I'm like, why am I even here? Right, right. It really helps to ground me back and and find some answers. You seem pretty self-aware though, like when, like of who you are, what you're doing. And if you don't feel that way, you kind of, you kind of pivot. I think I'm still trying to figure, I think, you know, what's difficult when you have someone in your life, which is amazing, but that is so purpose-driven like Jay. Yeah. And I think what I did at the beginning is I jumped onto his bandwagon of like, I'll just help you do what you're doing. Yes. And when if, and because what you're doing is so amazing, obviously that should be my purpose because that seems amazing. And he never asked me to do that. It was just me thinking this is what I should be doing because right. he's doing it and it's amazing. The problem is when it's not your purpose, you run out of the desire or the energy to actually do it. And so I was kind of riding on his wave without actually having the deep intention of why I was doing it. And so I think I realized that a little bit late. And so I am trying to figure that out. There's a big difference between things that have come to you versus the things you should be doing. And I think I'm trying to balance that of, is social media really what I want to do or has it just come to me? Yeah. Are these things that I'm doing in my life I mean, everything, is it because it's coming to me or is it something that I want to do? And I think next year is my era of refining that and really trying to figure that out because I think I still haven't figured it out because yeah. I don't know what truly makes me happy. I know my spiritual practices make me happy. And so part of me is like, why am I even doing this? Let me just shut it all down yeah. and live a really simple life because I know that would also make me happy. I was going to say, you seem very astute on that. And I think that's a very, I don't hear that often because a lot of people who are on social media and at the platforms, I'm curious, like they, that's like, that's now their main driver in life. Yeah. And that's all about how much can I grow? How much faster can I grow? What can I do with it? And the fact that you're even conflicted about, is this really what I want to be doing? Or is it because like, it came to me because yeah. of Jay is like an interesting and breath of fresh air. I'm telling you, cause you don't hear that. I'm curious, how many of your friends, like your good friends are all social media influencers? Um, do you have any who are just regular? I do. Yeah, all my friends at home are like normal. I mean, in LA. Not on like, oh, in LA. Um, in LA, I have a lot of people in different um, spaces. Different spaces, but yeah. still. But I do have. I have friends that are in the in the same industry. Too. Yes. Oh, in the food you mean? Oh uh, no, not in food. In like in social media or their online. No, of course. Like presence, but. I also have a lot of friends who are not. Not. Yeah. See, I think that's a big a big distinction. Like mm. I feel like to have that kind of diversity is probably important because you forget, for me, I know I'm talking about myself, yeah. but if you're, it, you get so mired in one way yeah. of all that. You get it, to have different conversations. You get to focus on different things. Like I host like a games night for, oh, I or I that. do something every Friday. Whenever I am here, I've started doing this thing where I just plan for who, whichever one of my friends are available and free. Yeah. We will all just hang out to create community. And 
I don't even post about them. I haven't like since I've started them. And it's nice because we all come together and it's no one's on their phones. And it's so wonderful. And it's kind of created this culture within my friend group. And whether it's eight people that show up or the other day, 25 people that showed up. <laughs> it's so lovely because it's so much of us just being together yeah. versus us, which I used to do too. Everything was filmed and everything was, this is who I'm hanging out with and this is what I'm doing. And it really drained the life out of me. Yeah. And it drained my personality out of me. It totally. really did. I know. That's why I was asking more also because of me I totally understand and that's why it's like it's hard though because part of your brain is like that's what you do because that's what you do for a living and part of it is it's hard to make the distinction a lot of and times I'm so grateful for it too like don't get me wrong I love building a community I love building communities yeah. whether it's in a small way in my own home or whether it's this amazing online community and I really understand the responsibility that it brings and you know I made mistakes with partnerships that I did because oh I can get make this much money from it why shouldn't I do it I learned so right. much along the way and I now realize there's such a duty on responsibility of when you build a community but at the same time do I want to be so out there and exposed as a person and constantly like have people knowing who I am and what I'm doing I don't I I, I deep down I don't think I do yeah. and so I think I'm battling between the desire to share but also the desire to be unseen I really appreciate being unseen now totally um but then also valuing like, wow, this is such an incredible opportunity to share with so many people. And let me be a voice that is one that should be heard or like valuable. And so I think I'm still trying to figure it out, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. You're you're, I you're, think you're, I'm trying to live through it. Through. Yeah. Well, yeah. the good thing about content though that you do, right? It's about giving people ways that they can uplevel their life in a health wellness way. So it doesn't have to necessarily be about you personally yes 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 yes. You, you, like, totally and I've definitely ta I've taken a step back from doing a lot of personal sharing online I think I did that a lot at the beginning it would be where I was my family me and Jay what we were doing every, we all do that because yeah. we think that's part of the whole process and then I think once you do it for a little bit you realize that you kind of do want to step back a little bit and and have it as have it a bit more curated to what you want to share versus having having to share a lot of your life which you feel you like what you think you should. Well, you know what I heard you say, I think on a, another podcast or something when I was doing my little research Yeah. and I really, really, it, it like really stuck in my brain and I like really liked the way you said it, which was that you're out there on a platform to be a positive like role model, yeah. so to speak, and give people like uplift people versus getting like, basically you can go through, scroll through people's Instagram yeah. and like feel their nervous system, so to speak, their anxiety, yeah. their depression, their like angst. Versus being like a, a, a source of positivity or of like a way to like help people and give people like ways to like they can like help benefit their lives. Yeah. And you've made like a distinctive effort I to, feel, do that. to do that. I have. And I think the only way I can actually be that person is because I have such an amazing support system. Yeah. Like I have my mom who I can talk to, who, by the way, I talk to three times a day. Like I was going to say, you must be very close to your mom because I you am. brought her up I, at least four times already. Have I? Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's literally been, yeah. I love that. Don't <laughs> no, tell me. I'd like, no, I'm, I will, but I will start crying. No, I think I, I love that. And like when I was listening to other things that you did, that's what stuck out to me. It's like you were saying, my mom used to make me just want to say I'm on my period okay <laughs> no 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 I think it's really I I listen I started to because I'm a mom so I was what I thought I'm gonna start to cry myself because I thought I want my kid like in 20 years from now to talk about me in the same way that you're talking about your mom like you said and it's a way that's very like 
like matter of fact. Like, yeah, my mom used to make me carrot juice and yeah, she'd always she make me all this like yeah. she'd make me all these like and I was like, Oh my God, I wonder if Dylan's gonna remember her I how I made yeah. Dylan's my kid. Like I would be like thinking about stuff like that or like how your mom would make you all these like healthy things and or gave you this for a university. But you would bring her up and you're like you bring them up or my mom would do the recipes. My dad yeah. would try it's so that to me is probably why you're so the way you are like grounded down to earth normal no matter how successful you are your husband Jay is it doesn't matter because you have like a foundation that was so like strong yeah the roots I'm are so, so strong grateful for that because I really yeah. didn't realize until I started you know to me my family was so normal yeah and then I obviously grew up and I met different people from different types of backgrounds and different types of family situations and yeah. I was like wow, I only realized how grateful I was after university when me and my mom became friends versus mother and daughter. And I'm so deeply grateful. She knew me before I knew myself. And I never, I used to be like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And she's the one who recommended I did nutrition. I didn't even know what I was going to do. She was like, why don't you try this? I think it'll be good for you. Why don't you get into this? Did that change the full trajectory of my life? She's the one who who started my spiritual journey with for me because she recommended I read the Bhagavad Gita. She also brought me into my spiritual practices by watching her do them. And so, and my grandma is the same, like they've just been such incredible anchors. Yeah. And so for me having that, I'm like, how can I, I don't, I have a place where I can pour my anxieties. I have a place where I can, where I can feel really safe with people. And then to make, so if I have that, then I have an opportunity to show up and be the best version of myself for people online that don't have that. And I always think about it in that way where I may be having a really crappy day and I've just been crying, but I will show up online. doesn't mean I'm being fake. It's me sharing the ounce of joy that I do have for other people who don't have the setup I do and don't have the support system that I do. Totally. And so... And yeah, I mean, I talk about my mom so much. She's like the louder character in my family. But my dad is the same. Like my dad is this incredible person who has never spoken badly. Like his character is so strong, but he's a quiet, he's quiet. Yeah, like silent, he's the, but yeah. He's so quiet in the background. He's got three women in the house, me and my mom, my sister. And he has been the foundation of peace and tranquility and and me knowing what integrity looks like as a person and wow. and always showing up for a family, even though he was so busy, he was a refugee from like Uganda that came to UK. They both were and they built everything from scratch. And even though he was so busy building his business, I never once felt uncared for, unloved or not taken care of throughout my life. And so I really look back and I value that so much. And even now he's always available to talk on the phone with me. He'll like be there to talk about anything when I need him to. He's my biggest fan. He's always watching things that I do. He's so sweet. And and he, there are so many spiritual qualities that he had as I was growing up that I didn't realize. But imagine a dad who's, I've never heard him talk bad about anybody. He's always like, whatever anybody's done to me. And he's had a lot done to him in his life. He's like, that's, you know, if he's always, practiced and preached what he lives and I mean he doesn't talk much he just lives it and yeah. I watch him do that watch, yeah but that's the best way to learn it is. Is and through, that's it is through like through what people do not what they, anyone yeah. can say anything right yeah. no one can like I mean but you have to the best way to learn is through action and that's what they've sh- showed you it's amazing and the Ayurveda okay I wanted to ask you about the Ayurvedic because Ayurveda how do you Ayurveda. Call it? yeah I, I, the way you say it versus the way well, I no, say it. Well, no, it's because I've grown up speaking the language. It's uh, different. That's, prob- yeah. that's probably true. It's the pronunciation. The pronunciation. You're but fine. If I'm a fire, I, I, I'm Pita? Pita, yeah. Pita. What is the difference between like, because you learned it. Like, yeah. How did it like impact? 
Is that why you know about the spices? Is that why, like, what do you learn? And like, what is so the- So in Ayurveda, essentially what it teaches you, yeah, so what you're talking about is your constitution. The constitution, So, so yeah. you know how we have DNA types or blood groups? Yeah. In the same way in Ayurveda, you have a constitution. And so the constitution is made up of the different elements that we carry in our body. We carry earth, fire, water, air, and ether all in our body, but in different amounts. And so depending on the amounts that are within our body, you end up being a specific type, which is kapha, pitta or vata what are you i'm a mixture of kapha and vata really yeah so kapha is like kapha has like heavy it's earth and water together so the positives of it is it can be very grounding and nurturing but the negatives when it goes out of balance can be you can be quite low in mood you can feel quite stagnant in your mind and body because Ayurveda is amazing incorporates body and mind so the qualities go across both so Pitta for example Jay is a Pitta he is a prime example of a Pitta body he is determined focused um, will get things done unwavering but when out of balance it can lead to agitation because things aren't getting done in the way that you it sounds like me that's fiery quality but in body it means he can get acid reflux indigestion the fire quality is so heating in his body that when it's out of balance that's what it can cause and so with vata for me my mind is all over the place it's air quality so when i have two when i'm imbalanced in vata my mind's all over the place i'm here and there and i'll talk about this and then talk about that um and then in body quality if you think about air how would that translate that's to do with movement in the body and so just like movement in the mind it can be to do with bloating in the body or gas yeah and yeah so it, it really makes a lot of sense it does how do you find out what, what someone is yeah what is. your constitution is so with someone who practices ayurveda for example you can look at someone someone's features like i can look at someone and probably guess what they are based on their eye shape nose shape body structure but really yeah you really can but there's also a way to one you can take a test there's lots of constitution tests online it's based on your temperament your digestion how fine or thick or thin your hair is the the texture of your hair the really there's so many oh my god it's, it's so intricate because your body's so intricate. i know i love that that's why i wanted to ask i, so I forgot to ask you at the beginning I recommend doing an online test, a really uh, extensive one. I can share one with you. Yeah. Um, And then the other level is when you go to an Ayurvedic practitioner, they can do it simply from listening to your pulse. So they'll put three fingers on your pulse on different parts of your wrist. And depending on how slow or fast, there's many pulses that go through our body. They will be able to tell you a lot just from hearing your pulse. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's it, insane. That's amazing. And then how do you, like, what's the purpose then? So let's say you know I'm a PETA or this oh, person. Oh, yeah, everything now. So so it's like, you know, when you know your, your partner's love language, mm-hmm. you can then serve them better in that way. In the same way, when you know your constitution, you then know what you ca- what you should and shouldn't eat, what you can and can't, like what you should avoid, not should and shouldn't eat. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you find yourself a little bit imbalanced where you've got overheating in your body, for example, yeah. you need to have cooler spices. You need to have foods which aren't spicy or acidic. You then need to have um, like drinks which are more cooling for you or vegetables and every single thing we eat has a specific quality. So once you learn the qualities of yourself, you then start to learn the qualities of the food that you're eating, the activity you do a person who's high pitta or high fire yeah. do not do hit training or um That's sprints what I was told. because Uh-oh. you're increasing the fire in your body yes it's basically you know what happens because that's what i do i do all that stuff yeah 
and I like get a rash. Because, exactly. Yeah, why is it's like Because horrible. it's increasing the heat in your body. And so if you do want to do that, for example, yeah. let's talk about some tips and tricks that you could do. So drink fennel water in the morning. Cool your body down before you even start doing your workouts. If you are doing that, make sure you do some slow breath work to end off your workout to start bringing the heat down in your body. You're um, a fountain of information. There's, there's a lot. Ayurveda, Ayurveda oh. is an unlimited source of knowledge it's just insane oh my god i did so basically if you're a pitta so a lot of entrepreneurs i would imagine or people who are like like type a personalities yes they will be pitta they'll be pitta but also just fyi just so that Ayurvedic people don't hear this and say you're say telling people the wrong things everybody has vata pitta and kapha in them we in all have the, it right so it comes in percentages so you may be 60 percent kapha 20 okay. percent pitta and 20% vata. Like you'll have a percentage. Yeah, pressure. yeah, yeah. And then you have a constitution that you're born with. That is your baseline, like your genetic DNA. Yeah. That is your baseline. What happens is we come into contact with different environments, different foods. We go off balance. So the idea is we're constantly trying to live our life, create an external and internal environment to continuously bring us back to our original constitution. Oh, that yeah. is the, that. So that's, and that's the our whole... optimal environment. And that's the theory behind it. So do you eat every, everything you do is based around your... Not you, everything. I mean, I want to eat a pizza. I'll eat a pizza. I was going to say, you know I was gonna I mean? say yeah. but like I'm saying, like but more yeah, or less, right? I try to. Like I know how to adjust what I'm doing. Like as soon as I notice there's an imbalance in my body, for example, if I'm really gassy for a long period of time, yeah. I know maybe I shouldn't be eating broccoli. Maybe I shouldn't be um, eating popcorn, which increases air in my oh. body. Maybe instead, let me eat some steamed vegetables, have some grounding spices, eat some nourishing foods, which are heavier in quality to to offset, bring, oh, yeah, to, to offset the vata or air quality. And so you just so start learning all these little things of, of how to adapt to, you know, cure these little things that happen through your body. Oh my, I think it's, I, I've always been fascinated by it because it's too. super interesting. It's making me, I can't wait to next year start learning about it. I'm going to go, go deep dive. You're going to go deep more. dive into yeah. that? Because I do find that to be super, and I also cut you off because you were talking about your morning routine. You said you. Oh my gosh, uh, is that where we were? Uh, I mean, honestly, we were like, uh, for, I'm like an this hour ago. This is my vata brain, yeah. It was, but I'm all, maybe I have to have some vata, like I think I'm like mostly pitta, but I have to have some of that vata because yeah. I do the same thing. I swap like, from one thing yeah, to another. All the time. All the it's going to be a fun conversation for yeah. you all to listen to. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, brace yourself. Get a notepad and pen out to help track where we're going 100%. with this. 100%. Yeah, so we just finish with your morning routine. We can, I don't know how long. Oh my God, it's been forever. What is the most? So you finish with the meditation. So I then finish with my meditation. I then, um, I work out on an empty stomach. So I'll then go and do my workout. What is your workout? Is... Yeah, what oh, is yeah, the workout? So, um, I, right now I'm doing a lot of weight training, like heavy lifting. Okay. So I love that. I go to a gym called Slay. She is, she has her own personal training gym and she's just amazing her name's louise hazel she's just one of my best friends and she's incredible oh, i love that so, louise, how do, i've never met her before she's an ex-olympian she's phenomenal you should actually have her on a podcast she's phenomenal oh my god I yeah. like well i like my whole thing i'm like obsessed with oh then you'll love her oh, yeah you, you don't know anything about me girl you have no I'll idea okay her. yes I would, so oh, i work out in the morning okay. weight training I used how to long do, do you weight train uh, an hour it's like an hour session okay i'll do no um, cardio uh, yeah, so I'll do maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of cardio, then we'll do weight training. And that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Thursday, I'll do more cardio, less weight training. How much cardio? Um, I like to know the specifics. Oh, yes. So I'll do, um, like the other day I did 60 minute, but it was mixed between high incline walking and sprints. Oh, so okay. I do like high incline, uh, high incline, that makes sense. Yeah, right? high incline, yeah. yeah. Uh, walking on high incline, and then I'll sprint in between and then do that. 
and then Saturday. What, what do you sprint at? I have to know. Like, oh, okay, details. yeah. Um, so I've been sprinting at. So I start off my sprints at seven point five, and then I will go up to like ten. That's a fast sprint. Yeah, but only for like thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay, thirty. You do a thirty second yeah. sprint. Okay. How well, many... no. If it's lower, I'll do like a minute, a minute to two minute, and then I'll build up, and then I'll do lower um, time but higher. Speed. Uh, high, higher speed. Yeah. So how many sprints in that 60 minutes will you do? So what I usually try to do is, so I'll walk for the first 10 minutes to warm up and then I will do five minute high incline walk and then I'll sprint. What? Five minute high incline walk and then I'll sprint. So you go back and forth. Yeah. And when you do your walk, okay, I know that's just, I'm like crazy with this stuff. No, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm like obsessed with yeah. this. Okay. So do you do a 15 incline? What's the speed or what's your, what's yeah, your so thing? Again, I like building up as I'm going through. Okay. So I'll probably start off at like a eight incline and then I'll make it up to the 15 by the end of it. Okay. And what speed? Um, what do I usually do for that? So it depends. So it's between like 3.5 and then it can go up to like. 4.55. I can't go any higher on that. That's too, no, yeah, five that's, is running speed. Sorry. That's right. 3.5. Yeah. 3.5. Yeah. Now, this is like a silly question, but you have great long hair. Do you have to put it into a bun all the time and like make sure you don't like get I, well, it? Well, my hairdresser keeps telling me she was like, because I, I noticed that my hair was like thinning at the front. She was like, stop tying your hair back. Into the bun. That's what happens, right? Yeah, so I'm learning to keep it long. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm learning to just keep it out. But it ends you up being... You run like that? No, when I went, oh, yeah. sorry, when I run, yeah, I have to bun it. Or I'll do a low bun. Oh, yeah, you have but to do something. But then it just falls about everywhere. Either it's right at the top here, because otherwise if it's here, it's too heavy. Yeah. It's either here when I'm running, or it's or I do two plaits. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, sorry. Two that's, braids. That's a silly question. Okay, so then you do the, that's what you, you do. my do, workout, yeah. then I come back home. What and, time is it now? Okay, like, so um, my workout's usually, well, it used to be seven to eight, but since I'm trying to get back into my right. spiritual service, eight to nine. Okay. And then I come back home and I will make my protein shake and then my workday starts. Do you put fruit in that protein shake? So sometimes I will put strawberries in with my vanilla because I like a strawberry. Yeah. I use almond milk, so almond, um, almond milk the fruit, vanilla, and maybe a mix of the two proteins. And then I'll sometimes put some kale in if I want to. And um, I, was gonna, I was hoping to get a good recipe because you are a chef. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it mine just changes sometimes. So, okay, I would do strawberries, my vanilla protein, uh, a scoop of my vanilla protein, the scoop of my chocolate protein. <laughs> you put vanilla and chocolate? I do because I really like the mix of both. Oh, I should try It that. tastes really good with strawberries. And then... Do you put banana? I don't. I can't do banana. It increases mucus in the body, just FYI. I was going to say, you know what else it does? When you... I don't like too much. I don't like my things being too sweet either. It, well, you know, when, when you take a banana and you mix it into a blender yes the high glycemic it's like no one knows that no. but the glycemic i use avocado instead that's a great i was going to say that yeah. because bananas actually like spike your glycemic yes. index so high yeah people can you should have like a mcdonald's milkshake at the same time exactly people don't realize yeah. that even when i have smoothies out i always substitute ask them to substitute with avocado yeah. and Good then fact. i really find that i after my workouts, I need more carbohydrates. I used to try and just do my protein shake and I realized I need fuel. Yeah. And so I either will put in um, some oats into that or I'll put in this gluten-free... You guys don't have Weetabix yet. I bring it from London. Yeah, I know what it is. Though. But like yeah. Weetabix yeah. or a cereal or something that I'll like put into... I make it like a smoothie bowl and then I'll just kind of sprinkle that on top with some nuts um, and oh. I'll eat that. Or what I'll do is if I'm still hungry after my protein shake, 
Uh, about half an hour later, I'll do a toast with hummus and some like cucumbers, tomato sprouts, that kind of situation. I like that. Okay. Then what do you do after your workout? Then you go into work or what do you do? Then I go into work. Then we're done. Which is what, like you do all your little videos. So, do so you- I have everything from Junie, which is our sparkling tea brand. So I have meetings and calls for yes. that. Yes. How's it doing by it's the way? It's good. Yeah. It's a slow process, you know, products yeah. are no joke. It takes it's a while, but. Very much so. That, where do you sell it? Air One for sure. Right now, Air One and there's going into everything from Lassen's to. Lassen's is a probably a uh, UK thing, is it? Oh, no, no, it's Lassen's here. Here, here um, and then it's going into pretty much all the bigger stores here oh. now. So, yeah, we've got Junie meetings, and then I create content. So I've started to try and plan out my content. So filming food recipes, doing all my recipes for, uh, doing all my content that I need to create for when the book comes out. Been on lots of book meetings. Oh, my gosh. This was really fun. Thank you so Thank much you. for, like, coming on. So tell everyone, just in case they don't know, where to find your beautiful page of wellness and amazing tips and tricks. I mean, listen, I just learned so much on this I know, podcast. This was, a, this was a great, this was a good deep dive. This was. Um, I, I mean, listen, you have, you're like a, literally got so much information. So tell people how to um, find you. Radhi Devlukia on Instagram and... What else is there? Oh, my sparkling tea company is Juni Tea. Yes. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Do you go by not? You don't put Shetty on the last of your. No, I'm. We never. I we never did. I I never took. I was like really. I really wanted to keep my dad's name. Yeah, I can um, see now. I know women in the family, and also I I have a thing about like especially in Indian culture, it's so much about the women taking on everything and the man doesn't usually and Jay really didn't care at yeah. all but it, I was like if the man doesn't take your name and you don't take his name it's it's equal like we're fine I it's totally... either we both double barrel or we keep our names and I think that's a really I, I personally feel strongly about that I, I kept my name too that's why I was oh, like, did yeah, you? Yeah. nice that's why I thought it was kind of yeah. cute that you said that well thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship yes it really is bye bye everyone This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.